0: Hi I'm Tess. Hi I'm Sarah and we are the Happy Edit Sisters. Happiness isn't just being happy it's an embodied feeling that starts with how we approach life, our actions and our mindset. Everyone has a range of emotions and that's a good thing. Join us as we dive into what it means to be happy and how we
1: build the foundation for happiness through different lenses.
0: Sarah hi Tess how How are are you you today oh
1: oh (laughs) we jumped over each other you first how are you good thank you yeah I'm good so I'm currently sat in my cabin in a very wet and rainy Manchester the weather has definitely took a turn and uh, it's just rained all night and all day um uh autumn is coming Mmm. autumn is definitely coming the dog rosa we mentioned her quite a few times don't we on the podcast she was not very impressed going for a walk earlier
0: yeah i i understand that i understand that we have the exact opposite weather here in northern spain uh it's sunny it's beautiful um it is cooler today than it has been uh so yes i guess autumn is is coming but i'm i'm still enjoying the sun. We should do before we get rain <laughs> just it's just before it just turns into wet puddles of rain um
2: and we have a wonderful guest here today hello shannon hi i'm so excited to hear you both uh talk about weather because i i uh, really nerd out about weather
0: <laughs> so do we <laughs> even yet I feel like it's like a nice way to like introduce, you know, the listener into like where we are, when we are right in the moment, you know? Okay. This is what we see. This is how we're feeling. Currently my windows are closed and I am sweating. (laughs) (laughs) And, And coming from the
1: UK, it's something that we talk about all the time. It's our like topic of conversation.
2: Yeah. Same here. So I'm in Canada, like three hours North of Toronto it got down to 4 degrees celsius this morning. Mm. So, very close to freezing. Uh so it's definitely fall, but it's sunny and warm right now and I love love this time of year when it's like right before the trees are changing and um yeah, it's pretty amazing out.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, that ooh, that's cold already. 4 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so let me introduce you, Shannon, first. Um, So on the call today, we have a wonderful teacher of mine, uh, Shannon Crow. Shannon Crow is a yoga teacher, trainer, and the host of the Connected Yoga Teacher podcast. So if you guys haven't been on that, and you are a yoga teacher, you're into yoga, definitely recommend checking out her podcast. It's amazing. So many wonderful topics get brought up onto that podcast. Uh, She is passionate about helping yoga teachers to specialize so that they stand out with their unique yoga offerings shannon is also the founder of the pelvic health professionals of which i am also a part of and it's amazing um, if you're into pelvic health definitely go check her um, pelvic health professionals out she's also a mom to her three best teachers i love that And in her spare time, she can be found hiking, gardening, swimming and skiing on the Bruce Peninsula of Ontario, Canada with her partner, Sean. So welcome, welcome,
2: welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. It's so lovely that you're here. It'd be really, really good just for you to
1: tell us a little bit more about yourself, Shannon, and whether whether Tessa's missed anything off in her introduction or not.
2: Um, that's like the intro that I give when people say like, what do you do? You know, here's the work that I do. And, and also I'm a mom. Like, I feel like that's a big part of my identity. And I think the (laughs) underneath the, the, like the things that I don't always show online or that people don't always know about is like, I've been doing the podcast now for seven years the membership, I feel like is like pelvic health professionals. I feel like it might be coming up to four years (laughs) or maybe we're in our fourth year. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time and sometimes it's really tough. Like, I feel like there are some really tough days when you're running your own business and when you're a parent and honestly, just when you're a human, like on the planet trying to figure things out you know we we were still in the midst of or we were through a pandemic and there's a lot coming at us as humans and I definitely feel that and I've been talking about it a little bit more on the podcast because I feel like sometimes it's tempting to just be like here are the great things going on in life not not here are the tough things
0: yeah and it's it's those tough things that you know as you say, they're part of life. So we need to acknowledge them as much as we acknowledge the the good things. Maybe not, you know, ruminate on them or like get stuck in them, but at least acknowledge them. That's a huge part of life. So why just block it out? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so
0: one of the questions that we like to ask our guests is
2: what does happiness mean to you? I feel like... um Happiness is really about, for me anyway, when I feel like I can really be in the moment. And I do feel this a lot when my kids get together. I kind of feel it when they are talking about their own lives or they're talking amongst themselves. And I think it's when I am not trying to control the situation. So it doesn't always happen with the kids, but that's an easy one to think about, Um One thing that I implemented this year, because as you said, I love gardening. I love growing food and like digging in the dirt and just seeing what I can grow or um, all kinds of plants, not just food plants, but definitely vegetables and fruit. I love growing those. And one thing that I implemented this year is going out and walking in the garden before I do anything. Like I'm very tempted to just dive in and start doing things, but instead I thought, what happens if I walk around and just look at what's happening without trying to do anything, without trying to control anything, without worrying about the outcome, just really being in the moment, being present and noticing. And I think that's where I feel like those moments of joy. So it might be, you know, a meal with my family or just a moment where they're all kind of, I can just sit back and enjoy it like witness it
1: that sounds amazing it made me think about um suppose in my own life actually of how I might kind of be doing different tasks so I'm involved in something and needing to know what's going to happen next and know what's going to happen next but actually you know reflecting on my own family life you know, there's nothing better actually than kind of putting a pizza in the oven and sitting and watching a film with the girls. I've got two girls and just, you know, just kind of not having any expectations. This is just what we're doing now. We don't have to do anything else or going for a walk. We, we love going for a walk. It usually takes the girls about half an hour to get into it. But once they're half an hour in, they embrace the walk and just there's a particular walk that we go on that Tess and, and my brother has also been on where it's in the Peak District. Um, so in the north of England and you kind of get to the top of this this hill and then you can see the whole of the um of of kinder um kinder kind of mountain range and it's breathtaking and just going up there and being like oh that's amazing so yeah that kind of brought that up for me I
0: love that I love that I love what you said as well about not like controlling things. And I think mm. so often our stress and our like all of the sort of difficult things that we, you know, bring up for ourselves comes from feeling like we need to control everything. And I put both hands up saying this is definitely me. <laughs> like I want to control everything and it's very difficult for me to be like no, just just let it go, you know, just just go with the flow um and when I am in those moments and you're just letting things flow that's I totally agree like that's that's such a happy moment isn't it and it's not you know it's not necessarily uh everything has to be perfect in my life but it's just everything is flowing like it should and it's just you know you're not holding things back you're not forcing things to be in a certain way they're just are the way they are and I just think that that is such a really interesting aspect to put on what happiness can mean to someone, right? Is just allowing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I am fully with you and like wanting to control how things go, you know, I'm all in for planning things. Let's say like the next thing coming up is Thanksgiving weekend. And then I love to plan food and what kind of napkins we're going to have and maybe a centerpiece for the table or something. Like I'm thinking about all of those things and my kids appreciate the ritual of that. They're all adults now, by the way, they're like 18, 20, 25. And, And at the same time, that's not where the joy comes from. Like our joy and happiness for Thanksgiving meal and get together does not hinge on what kind of centerpiece or if I have the right napkins. But it's funny that we get sold this idea that that's where it's going to come from. And I know like from when my kids were little, you know, you buy them toys or you might buy them like a big experience. I remember taking the kids for a week of time in Toronto and we had all of these activities planned. Sean and I took them on the subway and that was the most fun like they just wanted to ride the subway over and over again I was like here we are like we booked really expensive things for them to do all week and now they're finding their most joy in the subway (laughs) it's like you know when you buy
0: your pet, like uh, you know if you have a cat for example you buy them a toy and then you get that out of the box and then they're like oh box it's like (laughs) man I should have just got you a new box (laughs) yeah
1: Kids are the same with the boxes as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, how do you think your perception of happiness has changed over the years? Have you always had this perception of like, okay, I can be happy when I'm not controlling and just allowing things or has that changed?
2: It's definitely changed. I mean, the, the time before having kids, Oh, gosh. It's hard to remember, like, thinking back of, like, what would make me happy or the t- the moments of happiness. And then <laughs> anyone who's had young children, I don't know if other people feel this, but I remember having kids and thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I do with my time before I had children? And then I, <laughs> there have been times where you know i just think okay if i had more time or if i had this thing i would be happier and as i got older like i'm 46 now i would be turning 47 as i've gotten older i realize like that's not where the happiness is it's in these really tiny moments And it doesn't have to be with having kids. Like that's an easy one for me to come up with, but it could be just in this small moment where you're like having a conversation with a good friend or you wake up and you're just sitting there with your tea and, you know, you notice the sunrise or something, or you just feel like, oh, I have this moment of time where I can just write in my journal or whatever. It's really tiny moments for me of happiness and I learned a long time ago that if I really let go of my expectations like the the days where it feels like wow that what a fun day I did not plan it all out I didn't know where it was going so that's changed
1: yeah that's something that so as a therapist that I would say quite often to my clients is that we quite often live in the past and quite often live in the future but we very rarely live in the moment of now and it is those moments in say you know like you say those those small moments that actually bring the most happiness and joy um without expectation yeah
2: I think meditation really helped me do deal with that like or experience that Once I started doing meditation, I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be in the present moment where I'm not like planning my future or ruminating over what happened in the past or thinking back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think meditation is is really good for that, but it can be so difficult when you get started with it. Like in my personal experience, (laughs) my, my first interactions with meditation was like, leading me to panic attacks because I was just like, I can't do it. I can't leave these thoughts. What are you talking about? What do you mean? I need to focus on my breath. You know, and it 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 really took time for me to be comfortable with like being in the now um and being comfortable just being there. So if you know if anyone is listening and they're like, ah, meditation, uh, like I get it. We all get it. I think everyone that's done meditation, like very few people just jump straight into and go oh this is really easy and fun and I love it right like it's usually like a a process at least from the people I've worked with and spoken to
2: yeah for sure for sure I think that that's definitely something that's difficult for people and that's why I think my you know the walk outside in my garden before I do anything I really kind of feel like that's a walking meditation where my only job is to notice things. I can, I can take photos if I find something really cool. Um, not that there are rules around it, but I mean, my, my whole goal or what I really noticed brings me joy is by really just noticing. And I, and I did this when I was a kid, like I'd go walking. We had a forest where I grew up and, I'd go walking and I'd just be looking at like bugs and trees and leaves and no agenda. Right. No, like there was no science project to do. I didn't have to identify all the trees. I didn't have to do any work. I just was out there enjoying nature. So, yeah.
0: Do you think that there's like certain things in nature that like you connect with more that like maybe You know, help with that, or do you think is it just in general just being out in nature?
2: I think so. I I've been really open (laughs) on my Instagram that I struggled to get outside in the winter. Like it gets cold where I am. It can snow like it can snow a foot and a half in a very short time. It can be like you can't walk, you can ski a little bit, or or it could be a blizzard for days sometimes we can't drive. So we get a pile of winter where I am. It's just kind of like a snow globe around the great lakes. And so I decided, okay, what does really help me is getting outside. I knew that, but there are days where I'm like, who would want to walk outside when like, literally there's a little cartoon about this, but like the air hurts my face. It's windy. I don't want to be out there. It's gray. The sun's not even out you know, what is there to see just like kind of a white world. (laughs) But I realized that when I make the effort to go out on a regular basis, there's a huge difference that happens within me. And so I don't think there's one thing in nature. Like, I don't think it's, I think it's getting out there more. I think probably long ago my ancestors were just outside more often I realized last year two years ago I went back home to make maple syrup with my dad and I realized wow we're really out we like I grew up doing that I grew up being outside when it's it's still cold in the spring when maple syrup starts to happen here in Canada a lot of people are not feeling like, "Oh, this is the time to get outside. But I realized if I can just dress for the weather (laughs) and embrace it, it makes a huge difference for me, whatever it is, you know, fresh air. I feel like there's a huge healing that can happen just by being out in nature. Hmm. Definitely. Definitely. You, you, you talking about,
0: um, maple making maple syrup when i was a kid in in wisconsin up north wisconsin we did that with my uh, my grandparents farm as well and yeah i mean we would be like carrying stuff on sleds like it was still snowy (laughs) we would be tapping the trees um and no by no means we did it to the same extent that you guys do you know it was just for the family it was just for for us but you know i i definitely have really fond memories of of that as a kid and i think that you're right. Like just changing your, as you said before, you know, changing your expectations, changing your perception of, of, you know, when you're going outside, not, not needing anything specific from it, not wanting to control it, but just enjoying that time, whatever it is. You know, I think that that's a really powerful, powerful thing for sure.
2: Yeah. And then noticing like, you know, one day, I would I would go to this one spot and take a picture almost every day of just this little stream. It was it was like nothing, you know, fantastic that would be in like a piece of artwork or anything. But just noticing like the level of the water and the trees that changed through the seasons. There's always something that is changing out in nature. And I think I think noticing that made me um I don't know. It really, it made a huge shift in my life, getting outside daily. And like you said, making the maple syrup, like some people might be thinking, oh my gosh, it's a ton of work, which it is, as you know, if you're, even if you're making it on a small scale, if you wanted to make a tiny bit, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, but I think because it's so much outside work, there's something that people really gravitate towards. I know pe- lots of people who, who make maple syrup and they they just love to be reminded of it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a whole, like, it's a, you know, it's it's a process, it's a tradition, you know, it's like, it was my grandparents and my dad bringing it down to us, you know, and I think that that that's a really beautiful thing as well. And so it's all part of it, right? You're spending this time in nature, you're with multiple generations, at least in our family, we were with multiple generations, you know, we were as kids very much playing around goofing around you know like I'm sure we were maybe not as helpful as we could have been (laughs) but you know it was it, it it added to the the atmosphere you know it was a family thing it was a connection thing so not only were you connecting to nature but you were connecting with your family you were connecting with these traditions that have you know been passed down over generations and it's I think it it is really cool that you know we can we can do that and I think spending time in nature at least in my family has been a huge part of passing down traditions like going for hikes um spending time outside you know exploring the outdoors um learning about the the world around us and not just you know in in a book but really interacting with it and feeling it and um, yeah i mean i i just i think that that's a huge part at least in my opinion my life of of my own happiness and things that i can turn back to you know my little happy my little happy spots when i'm having you know stressful situations i can be like okay let's go back to my happy little happy spot okay usually that's in nature usually that's in you know time that i spent connected with my friends my family outside
1: it's really lovely hearing both your kind of experiences of being in nature and and with your families um I suppose being in Manchester and it being quite a big city, you know, quite often we'd spend time in the city um, in quite little areas, but we're really, really fortunate where we live that we've got like a local park and we're literally 20 minutes drive away from, from the countryside. Um, And I think for, for me and my husband and, and the two girls, after the, or during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, we became so grateful for the fact that we literally walked around the corner and we had this this lovely park that we could go for our, our daily walk to. And as we were able to kind of come out of lockdown a little bit and kind of go a bit further afield, we then, you know, we we ordered some some hiking books, you know, like family hiking books that we could. We could go on to to follow the hikes on, and um, and I think definitely for me and Connor, I think that that really kind of ignited a real love to to be going out into nature and exploring it. And there's a few, just as you were talking about the stream, the little the little stream. There's a few walks that we've been on where we we tended to go at in a certain season, and then we went in I think springtime maybe where it, it normally would go on during the winter because it's a little bit more covered and then we went into spring going into summer and we were like oh, we've never seen it like this before it looks so different so then we purposely then started to go in different seasons so that we could see see the difference and, and we were like I didn't realize that building was over there because that's normally covered <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's it's lovely
2: I love that you brought up um, hiking and that you got some books and I'm guessing found some trails near you. So, we have a really great trail up here. It's called the Bruce Trail, uh, and it goes all the way from Tobamori down to Niagara Falls. So it's really far. Um, yeah. And this, and we signed up to do like Tobamori to Wyarton, which is 162 kilometers in 18 hikes, and we signed up with a group. And I think that's the other thing is when you find those other outdoorsy people, it could be like people who like to find birds or identify plants or garden or hike, ski, like any kind of outdoor sport. I think that it really can boost that. Like you'll start to find, I don't know. I found people who are really interested in native gardening, like native plants and um, helping pollinators We've now signed up to become hike leaders. Like it also, there's a social aspect to being out in nature that I really appreciate also. Sometimes I like to be out there all by myself, but sometimes it's pretty cool to to meet up with other people. The other thing that I love right now is a couple of apps, like one that helps me identify plants and the Merlin app helps me identify birds just by the sound around me. Um, yeah, the app is really cool. Yeah, like I found out absolutely. about that app last year, and it's like, what? <laughs> and I think the more we can can be aware of what's ha- happening in nature, um, the more we kind of care for it. Like I, to give you an example, so because I garden outside, and I had some horse compost delivered, and in that horse compost came stinging nettle. I don't know if you've ever touched stinging nettle. It gets its name for a very good reason. Like if you just brush against it, it can really sting for like an hour. But, and I was like, I got to get rid of this. Like, I hate this plant. I've touched it while I'm gardening. Okay, it's out of here. So I was going to come back with my gloves. The next day it was covered in this caterpillar. And I was like, oh, Okay. You really like that. Okay. Well, I won't get rid of it right now. I'll leave it. So I started researching which caterpillar this was, what butterfly it turns into. And then I started researching more on stinging nettle and found out like, we can make tea out of it. We can eat it. Like it's a really great plant for many reasons, even though I just thought this is a horrible weed and I have to get rid of it. So I think the more we can learn about nature, the more, you know, we just me telling this story might be like someone's like, "Oh, I might try and grow some stinging nettle or I might pause before I just rip something out. um I might research like what creature depends on this? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And you know, like you know, in in this day and age, so, I think more and more people are coming back to nature right we're realizing how important it is how long we've been disconnected from it and our unfortunately our world is definitely showing that we've been quite disconnected from it you know and and i think the like you say the more that we do that not only you know do we feel more connected to nature but nature benefits because if we learn about it we want to protect it we want you know and then it's like this it's a happy cycle
2: (laughs) it really is And we're
0: all for the happiness here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, when you have moments, because you, you mentioned earlier, you know, there's been times throughout this, this, especially this last year, you know, and you've been bringing up on the, the podcast, you know, how to on your podcast, the Connected Yoga Teacher, you know, how to support yourself during those difficult times. What have you noticed that has benefited you the most over these last you know couple of years to, to support you?
2: what's really interesting is I've, we've had some like pretty heavy family stuff going on and some pretty heavy times of grief on in in amongst the pandemic. Right. So I would say overall, my nervous system is like, okay, I don't, (laughs) I don't want anymore. And things in life just come at us sometimes depending on the season. So on top of like, life is busy, I run my own business, I've got a lot of decisions to make, then there's been like big family things going on. And I noticed, because I have AirPods, so I can go outside and, you know, listen to audiobooks, listen to podcasts, or talk to a friend outside. I noticed that the moment someone calls me, let's say it's a family call, and it's like, it's going to be something stressful. I will like, look at the phone, decide, can I Can I answer this? Can I do this right now? And then get my boots on and like go outside and garden while I'm listening. Like there is a definite um, connection to how I can process things better outside while I'm outside, you know, or let's say I've had one of those difficult days with this grief where I just grab, I'm like, okay, as soon as I get my work done, I tell my family, like I need some garden time and I've been using it sort of as therapy. I also go to therapy just to be clear, (laughs) but in between, and I found that it's really been helpful. Like it has really helped. (laughs) My daughter looked out one day and she's like, what were you doing? Like with this, I was really like really throwing some lumps of dirt that had grass in them. And I found it so therapeutic that I could like really put so much effort into it. And my therapist was like, "That this makes complete sense where you're like moving your body at the same time that you're, you are processing this stuff. That's like pretty heavy you know you kind of want to work through it in that way so i find that the the benefits of that and my body just knowing that like okay i'm gonna get my boots on and take this call outside
1: i was just gonna say thank you for for sharing that experience um with us and, and with the listeners as well um Yeah. I think sometimes it's really important, isn't it, to, you know, as we're processing something to also be doing something else at the same time to help, to help regulate the, help regulate the nervous system as you,
2: as you said. Yeah. I I like that. Sorry. No, go ahead.
0: I was just thinking like, I, I like that as well, you know, like regulate the nervous system and then you're not allowing it to maybe stick as much in the body. Right. Um. when when we have those stressful moments, when we have that grief or the trauma or whatever it is, you know, a lot of times I get stuck in different areas of our body um, because of, you know, different signals that our body is sending out and it just kind of stays there. And so moving, it makes sense to me that you, when you're moving, right, you're releasing that you're not necessarily holding it in. You know, a lot of like somatic healing work is, is moving that those those areas that you're you're holding on you know, and you're processing it, and you're not just sticking it. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's not just like getting stuck and sluggish in those areas. So it really makes a lot of sense to me. And then, you know, you have the nature aspect of it as well, right? There's so many studies that show how beneficial connecting with nature is for our, you know, holistic well-being. Um, so yeah, I, I really like that. And yes, thank you so much for sharing that that with us and, and listeners.
2: I think also, um, because my therapist did say to me, the last time I went to see her, when I was telling her, like, okay, this is also coming at me, like, this just this situation in life that's beyond my control with our family. And she said to me, oh, my gosh, Shannon, all that's been coming at you for the last, like, three years would make the average adult crumble. And she's like, whatever you're doing is working. And I really think it's that It's getting outside. It's interesting. Someone said to me, um, oh, what does your yoga practice look like? And I'm very hesitant to say my yoga practice looks like gardening because, but it does like I, because it might be confusing if someone's not really clear on like the philosophy of yoga and how it's much more beyond like rolling out your yoga mat and asana practice Mm -hmm. Um, but I really think that being present outside and, um, that can be an entire yoga practice all on its own.
0: I, I totally agree. I mean, yoga, yoga in essence is, is love, right? It's love to yourself. It's love to your surroundings. It's love to your community. So, you know, when you're able to connect that you're able to move you're able to breathe you're connecting the two you're being in the moment you're being you know mindful with compassion you know that that is a practice that's a practice of yoga and I think so often we we get this idea yoga you know we sell in our modern day you know western society yoga is as you say, rolling out a mat, doing these movements, maybe doing a little bit of breath work. But the reality is, that there's so much more to it, and I just think that's so beautiful that you share that, um, because I think so so often we get stuck in this image of what yoga has to be, and what in reality it, it's it's just love. Shannon, if if there was any advice
1: that you would give to your younger self, what might it be?
2: Oh my gosh. It would probably be about like letting things go a little bit more. Definitely. Like I, I don't know if I would have listened, but, um, letting go of that sort of trying to control things or make it look a certain way. Also recognizing that people are going to show up as they are. Like people are super complicated and Knowing when connections with people are a good fit based on who they are, not trying to make it into something else. I definitely could have used that um, when I was younger to really understanding, uh, yeah, people are complex and, and to... Then at the same time, I guess, while looking out at how complex people are and how they're trying to find their selves and you're trying to find yourself, like I'm thinking of my twenties, like, gosh, I did not, I did not understand it at all. (laughs) And then, um, knowing, I guess I'd also tell myself, like, you're going to feel way more comfortable with who you are later on and just hang in there like it's it's going to get easier the more you sort of see what lights you up like see what makes you more curious what you're what you're drawn to even if other people think oh my gosh that sounds crazy that's okay (laughs) that's totally okay I love that I
1: love I love that even if even if people think you're crazy I love that
2: (laughs) it's happened i started a farmer's market uh and i just overheard an old farmer saying i thought she was crazy this seemed like a crazy idea i never thought it would work but look at here it is it's working (laughs) so trust it trust trust in the crazy yes do that
0: i think i think that that's really good and i like how you said like i'm not sure
2: i totally would have listened (laughs) oh yeah i wouldn't have listened
0: I, I think so many, you know, so it's so easy to look back, not easy, maybe, but it's, it's easier to look back and be like, okay, this is what I would have done. But really, in those moments, are you really going to listen? You know, like, I think we have to live through these things to fully understand where you know where it's coming from and and that's not saying that we can't listen to to others and you know be guided and be supported because i think we definitely can i know we definitely can but i think that some things in life just have to be lived those you know those challenges have to be faced and those difficult times that you're like why why did i do that you know they're important too
2: yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) as much as we definitely shape us (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: they definitely shape who we become, don't they? They do.
0: Yeah. So, Shannon, at the end of every episode, we like to offer our listeners a little happy edit tool, something that they can take into their lives and maybe see if it makes them a little bit more happy and, you know, fulfilled. Is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners today?
2: I think, like, try, see what it's like if you are in a place where you're like, oh gosh, you know, I just kind of feel like, like you feel like there's something not quite fitting right in your life. And for me, it happened. It always happens. Like when fall turns into winter, I feel like I'm built to hibernate, but obviously that's not socially acceptable. <laughs> um To go into full hibernation. (laughs) And I just feel a little more sluggish as it changes from fall into winter. So if if there's any season of your life that just feels like that, it doesn't have to be actual season of moving into hibernation or just like more of a uncomfortableness. I would say try going outside daily. And for me, like I do you know, sometimes I think everyone needs to grow food, not that, that might seem really daunting. And so I would not say that I would say, try going outside daily with no goal, like, other than put my outdoor clothing on get outside, even if it's like, I've had moments where I just stepped outside, and it would have been dangerous to go for a walk, because it was a blizzard. So even if you're just stepping outside and like, looking around, Being out in nature, wherever that is, whether you're in the city or the country, it doesn't have to be a big like day-long hike to really take it in. So I would say try that. See if it makes a difference. What helped me is posting it on my Instagram stories every day, uh, because then other people are like, oh, I'm going to do it too. And I'd be like, day one, you know, day two, and all the way up until I'm like, it's day 100. 100. Um, and other people will post and tell me like, I'm getting outside today because you did and, and it can, it can really make a difference. So I would say, just try that. Let me know how it works. I'd be so curious to hear like what your experience is. If you get outside. I'm going to say I was one of those people that contacted
0: Shannon and was like, okay, I'm also going outside. It's been raining nonstop, but I need to go thank you. This is a good push. (laughs) So I'm totally up there with her. Like, you know, sometimes that having that connection and maybe even having like, um, you know, a buddy that you do it with a family member, you know, that can keep you accountable. Like maybe it's not social media, but maybe it's just like, Hey, whoever, you know, friend, family member person down the street from you. (laughs) You
2: Yeah. For me, it was my neighbor's dog. He would come to my door every morning at seven barking i feel like it. okay. We're going for our walk now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time, Shannon. It's time.
1: <laughs> I really like Shannon how you said, you know, actually there might be times where you can't go for go for a walk because of, you know, maybe it is the the circumstances with the weather, you know, it could be it could be someone physically can't get out for that walk but actually just stepping outside into maybe the garden stepping outside of the front door maybe even just opening the front door just kind of allowing that air to come in allowing you to breathe that air in um feels really really important
2: yeah Mm -hmm. and my biggest thing has been now learning how to dress for the weather like I can go out in a lot of weather now because I just find better clothing options. And sometimes it's a full snowsuit, like a little kid. (laughs) Whatever works to keep
0: you comfortable, right?
2: That's right.
1: (laughs) I know that's something that we always say is, it's not the weather that's the problem,
0: it's
2: how we dress. So true. It's so true. (laughs) It is. It is.
0: (laughs) Well, Shannon, if there's anything um, else that you'd like to share before we ask you to then share, you know, your, your details, please
2: let us know. Is there anything that you want our listeners to know? Um, I think the only other thing that helps me when I'm walking outside is taking photos because I notice really tiny things like, you know, there might be a really cool spider web or a leaf that looks a certain way, you know, dewdrops on something. So I love to take photos. I mean, my my Google Photos is full of nature photos. Someone gets that, but I I just it helps me be really in the moment. So as much as technology is kind of can pull us out of the moment, I think you can use it also to bring yourself back into that moment. Love it. I'm
0: I'm really up for photography too. I think photography can help us look at the world in a different way. And I really like that you use that just as like your mindfulness aspect, right? Of like zoning in on little, little details. That's really cool. So if the listeners want to learn more about you or connect with you, how do they do that?
2: I would say go have a listen to the Connected Yoga Teacher podcast if you want to learn about, you know, being a yoga teacher or learn more about yoga or being an entrepreneur and if you're, if you have a pelvis and you're like, well, I'd really like to learn about like pelvic floor and all of that stuff, then pelvichealthprofessionals.com is where to go.
0: Yes. And I highly re- recommend both. <laughs> so if you're interested <laughs> in either of those, go check them out because it has been such an amazing two aspects of, uh, that I've really learned from. Um, so thank you, Shannon, so much for oh, all of you have given... Like- me. oh sorry
2: i was going to say if you want to see like some get outside posts and garden posts that's on instagram so it's at the connected yoga teacher
0: love it all of those things will be put in the show notes as well so if people are like wait what was that um you'll find them in the show notes um thank you shannon so much for joining us today for being such an inspiration in my life um and yeah just thank you so much for coming
2: Thank you thank- so much, Tess and Sarah. It was fantastic to be here. Oh, thank you, Shannon, for for
1: being here. And if people do want to share their stories of, of getting out in nature, please do go on to Shannon's Instagram and share those stories and experiences with her
0: as well.
2: Thank That'd you. So yeah. Tag this podcast and tag me. I'd love to see those.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Please do. Please do. We all love nature. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: At the Happy Edit podcast, be mindful that the podcast is not in replacement of therapy. If you do need further support, please do contact us on our contact details in the show notes. And we're more than happy to offer further support in guidance and direct you to places like the counselling directory or therapy directories. If you do also need further support, we'd also recommend you contacting your primary healthcare provider. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you all soon.